When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, Cowboys and Cowgirls, to Ingles and Ian, a Cowboys Right for Me.com uh, podcast. And as always, your good friend and mine, the sweet sinker of serenity, Mr. Ian, and our two special guests, the soothsayer of Squinky, the founder of Cowboys Ride for Free.com, Robert Wetzel, and the siren of soliloquies. The fearless leader of CowboysRideForFree.com, Micah Allen. How's everyone doing today, buddy? Buddies. I am fantastic. I'm just so sad that nobody could see Micah doing the girl hair flip as you introduced <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, just happy I got through that with very minimal issues. <laughs> I've been practicing those intros, like literally, I'll be like walking around work, like oh been practicing those for like days now. <laughs> That's well, way nobody's, too many gonna, nobody's gonna ever know that we sat here and we listened to you do it like six times. So, uh, yeah, you nailed dick. it. You nailed it. Oh my you God. nailed it. Everybody, that nailed was his it. first that try. Was awesome. nailed that it. was awesome. Props, props. So, props. What did everybody think about the tech game? <laughs> Almost I mean, as boring as the Kansas game. Go ahead. Go ahead, Micah. <laughs> I'm going to get fired for interrupting Micah. (laughs) No, no. It was was good. I enjoyed not being stressed. That was nice. That's, what, three or four games in a row now, and I don't know what to do with myself. Wait, (laughs) how are you not stressed? I was pretty stressed. After after the first quarter, that game was over. It was right. Ian and I, I can promise you right now, until OSU scored the touchdown in the third quarter, I can promise you, Ian and I were on the same Richter scale of anxiety. <laughs> and you were Probably. in the middle of a play. <laughs> and I'm sitting in a play where my wife has allowed me. Her niece is playing Cinderella, and her wife is al- and and her my wife has allowed me to put headsets in because I I gave her the option. I said, "Would you rather me be looking at my phone, you know, flashing the the white flash of the phone in the dark theater?" Or just sitting there by quietly and calmly as I listen to my headpiece. And when OSU scored that touchdown in the third quarter, I bruised her leg. <laughs> I squeezed her. I squeezed her leg. And squeezed, Ow. Yeah. No. I that's, mean, that's I think by when Tanner Brown got his field goal in the third quarter, I was like, I feel safe. I feel safe yes. now. Yeah. It's a two possession game. Uh, but yeah, the defense looked really phenomenal. I had some concerns going into Texas Tech, where you know they are on fire usually on offense, air raid city right there. But I mean, when you hold them to 83 yards passing, you can't help but be like, "Dang, okay, we were pretty good. We're pretty right. good on and, this defensive end of the ball." Right. And Lubbock at night, the week before Bedlam, had every single opportunity to be a trap game, and the defense said, "Absolutely not." Like, well, and, and that's the thing, like the last couple of games, they've come out, I wouldn't say shaky, they've given up like a, you know, field goal or whatever, 
or a decent drive. And I'm like, well, maybe the defense is going to regress, whatever. But they didn't even do that. It was that game was over from the first snap. Yeah, yeah on the defensive like I... side. Yeah, absolutely on the defensive side. That was, I mean, that might be more he... impressive than Kansas. Yeah, it, and and think definitely. about it. But against a better four, team, four was it four? Is it four straight? No, wait. What was it uh, after Iowa State? It was Kansas. Uh, yeah, four straight weeks. Four straight weeks. Kansas, West Virginia, TCU, Texas Tech. Four straight weeks where the defense didn't get a chance to take a week off because they saw a freaky performance the week before four straight weeks. Well, and, right? and I also think this is just the, the age of that defense coming right. through, you know, they yeah. are old. They, they might be mm-hmm. the oldest defense in the country. Yeah, exactly. Kind of like I'm the oldest person on CRFF. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you're still putting out that content. Right. Yeah. Oh, right. I'm, I'm pumping it out. Yeah. I'm, I'm pumping <laughs> out that content. That's what my doctor says. Oh my gosh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> to, to only allow 108 yards of total offense to an already bowl eligible team. I know they're not the best team in the world, but this is a legitimate FBS power five conference team. 108 sure. yards pure, total. That's total. Like give, give, give. Jim Knowles, all of the money. Like I give Jim Knowles all of my money. Like <laughs> that's the sound of the truck bracking up. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like I, at this point, I I am a believer in Jim Knowles and do whatever it takes to keep him. I mean, he, so he is great, but we are we will have a fall off next season. I mean, that's just. But, where, but, <laughs> but there's the question, though. We talked about it. It came up in our Slack. It's come <laughs> up on Twitter. Is he the first million-dollar coordinator in OSU history? I think so. Has to. I, I agree. And I would not to. have a single problem with that. Like, I... Well, considering a lot of coordinators in the SEC are making, like, $2 million, <laughs> he should be making right. at least, like, mm-hmm. they should double well, the salary. And, and it also kind of, you know, it'll beg the question. We'll obviously find out what's his motivation, Right. What is Jim Knowles looking for in his future as a coach? Is he just looking to be that guy or is he, you know, does he have a little Gundy in him? Right. Wow. Stillwater's pretty cool. Oklahoma's pretty cool. The money I'm making here, I'll never spend here. Right. Right. Well, I think that we'll find out a lot. Right. Right. I think it's, I think you find out and, You'll continue your thought here in a second, Jay. I think you find out in this offseason, I think we find out what Jim Knowles' like motivation is. Right. I, I think the important thing is for Oklahoma State to extend them early, as like early as possible, because with all the openings, you know, LSU, Florida, USC, Washington, those are some big money programs in a head coach new head coach going in there is going to want to make a splash and yeah but we don't have to worry about lsu because they're going to hire lincoln riley right 
If the reports wait, are true, oh, they threw almost a hundred million wait, 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 wait. dollars at that guy. But no, that no, means no, no. OU is open, which okay. means another big splash higher. All right, Jacob. Where was this thing you were saying about Gundy was going somewhere and taking Knowles with him? I that's just what they were saying on the radio they, last night when they, I was driving home. They who is they? <laughs> who is they? If you say Traver. We're just going to stop the podcast right now. <laughs> oh, no, I don't. I don't pay attention to local <laughs> Oklahoma sports media anymore besides us. No, but uh, what I'm saying is that, like, if you're a if you're a coach and you want to make a big hire, right, and you want to get all the momentum, you're going to hire, hire a finalist from the Royals Award, at yeah. least. I mean, Maybe yeah, and that, probably that the sense. winner of that. So if I were whoever, and I basically have a blank check to do whatever I want to, why not go after the best coordinator, defensive coordinator in college football? So, and this is where I think, this is where I think his motivation lies. I'm not sure which one. I kind of lean towards one over the other, but I think for him, I don't necessarily think it's about the money, right? I think this is, do I want to be a head coach? Do I want to continue to be a coordinator? The dude's mad scientists enough that I lean towards, you know what? I'm going to stay in my DC lane, you know, right. head coach is a whole different animal, right? I don't need to be a CEO. And he's done it before. I mean, uh, I know only it. briefly. So he, but, but he has the taste of it in his mouth. Right. So maybe he doesn't so like I think it. If, if Jim Knowles left, he's, I, I, for some reason, I feel like if he left, I feel like he would go to the NFL. I feel right. like I can right. see that. I mean, I can see that, that kind of a guy. He's mm-hmm. not, he's not the dude who wants to whip up the college kids. He's a player's coach. He's going to go in. Right. He's going to work the room. You know, smoke some cigars, smoke some cigars, <laughs> be the badass dude that locks himself in the room on Mondays, according to Gundy, and probably watches cartoons, and, <laughs> you know, and comes out with like some crazy ass plan. That, I mean, that's my gut. I have no idea. I mean, right. I work in IT and I'm on an amateur blog doing a podcast on Tuesday night. <laughs> I've got no clue. But I mean, that's my gut. Is right. that that if he lived, if he left, I think he'd go for like the NFL. I don't think he'd go for an SEC gig. I don't think I, he'd go. I, don't I, think I, I tend to lean, lean that way. You know, he is, you know, Ivy League and, you know, really smart and all that other stuff. So I don't know. I, I, I could see him much more going to the NFL because he is that more tactician style yeah. instead of just, he's not the, I don't want to say he's not the recruiter type DC, but he's more of the, I'm going to make you the best version of yourself type DC. And that's why you should come play for me. Not because rah, 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 go team, go you, I'll put you in the NFL. And I think, I think what that goes into is I think he's like the next generation of a Belichick, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's Belichick's thing. He can scheme defensively. That guy can scheme defensively and create issues for any quarterback in the league. And that's what Knowles does. It's like, I mean, we'll get into, we'll talk more about this when we get into Bedlam, but that, that what he's done the last four weeks, every single quarterback 
right? Who just blew it up the week before. The dude just blew it up the week before. Right. Walks into OSU and he's like, huh? What? Where? Wait, what? Who? Why? Yeah. You know, it's like. I got that John Mulaney reference. (laughs) (laughs) I I have no idea what I just did. I'm I'm tickled to death that it turned into a reference of some kind. Ian Ian Nickel. I'm I'm I need to hear from Ian Nickel because he looks like he's boiling. He's it looks like he's he's putting something together over there. I need to hear from him. Oh, I was going to say, A, I think LSU is going to hire Dave Aranda at Baylor. B, the only – I could see Knowles going to Temple and Temple only because he is a Philadelphia guy. And, like, if he was just like, eh, I'm burned out at OSU, I'm going to go to Temple, that sort of thing. I, I this, Knowles' his spot feels like kind of his last stand in a way. He's 62, I think. I don't know. I feel like he's just – I think he's just going to ride this one out. And then the rushing totals in that Texas Tech game, I know they're not a running school, but 26 carries for 25 yards. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. Like that rushing defense is phenomenal. And I know we're worried about the passing the- and just all of that, right. but, man, that rushing total, you're looking at that and you're like, okay. Y'all How about when something. they put the backup quarterback in? How long? Well, they only, he only they put like him in. Was it snaps. one or two series? They put that poor kid in. Yeah. And he went, well, he went one for three, zero yards. That's it's like, why, really? did they, why did they do that? Were they just like, how they just got to the point where they're like, well, we're not going to win this did, one. Did, we I might think, as well I just think, get some experience or. No, I was thinking Smith got dinged a little bit. I think okay, I thought, yeah. I thought that Maybe, was, I thought yeah. Smith may got ding, dinged a little bit. That's and so I they put him in to give him a break or something, but. It was like, holy okay. crap, what are you doing to this poor kid? Yeah. Well, so there you uh, go. I, feel, I think we, uh, we're, you want to, let's just dive into it. It's Bedlam week. My anxiety has flared up like 10 times thinking about this game. It's just been consistently just like on the edge waiting for Jacob to say something. And I'm just like, <laughs> You better not say it, Jake. Better not say it. Step into it. it. Well, I I Open said last door. show, I said last show, and I'll reveal my final final score later. But I said last show <laughs> that if Oklahoma State did not have to win Bedlam to get into the Big Twelve title game, they would win by twenty. <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> I mean, I'm confident, but 20? Oh, Ian, <laughs> sit down. Ian, sit down. Sit down. Ian, well, I don't know why Ian's here. Like, he's already flipped his laptop. I don't know what he's getting up like this for. He's Ian, heard this breathe. before. Breathe. No, no. This Robert's scream just made me laugh. I had to get up. <laughs> this, this, it was just the perfect cut scream right there. As soon as he said, he just goes, ah! <laughs> it just... <laughs> okay, so if you say we would get into that. it, so we're going to get into it. Get it one, do it. Caleb Williams has not looked that great no, the last no. couple of weeks. <laughs> what a well, no, and I'm going with the Belichick here. <laughs> what Knowles is doing to young quarterbacks is very Belichick, and I think the tape is catching up with Caleb Williams. So, in his uh, his first two games. He only had three sacks. He's been sacked nine times since then. He, there, 
there is somebody catching up to him. And if anyone's going to catch up to him, it's, it's Jim Knowles. I, I 100% agree. Like, I think that we're going to make Caleb Williams not look great. Now, and, does that make me think that we're going to win by 20? Maybe not. But I, 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 just, I don't see Caleb Williams having a great game. Like, I think Malcolm Rodriguez is going to have a field day with him. I, I agree. It's something me, me and Ian have talked about is, like, ex- even because I've, I've watched more OU than I care to admit to this season. <laughs> So happens when you date a sooner. Uh, <laughs> you can't say that on the podcast. I don't need to know. <laughs> you said it multiple times. But oh, okay. Uh, okay. He makes bad decisions under pressure. And I know, I mean, I'm not trying to take anything away from his talent. He's obviously very skilled, but he's also five games in. He's five games in into his college career, and Jim Knowles has proven he can destroy people like that, and that's what I think will happen. Right. This is. I, I, I feel like I'm that's, a say valid, this. that's a valid point. I feel like I'm going to say this for every take. On paper, OSU should win this game, but because of the history, right. If it's any team, if it's any other team, we'd be going in this game feeling pretty confident in ourselves. Maybe not Robert, but pretty (laughs) confident. Pretty confident. But because of that O and U on the helmet, it just does something to Cowboy fans. Uh, Just triggers some PTSD, brings back bad memories of everything that has happened. You know, you've lost six in a row, and you just – like no matter how good of a team you have, there's OU just right there, and that scares the crap out of OSU fans. All right. hey, hey. Did you did you notice? Did you notice that I had my ears covered until Ian started talking? <laughs> doing something right. I'm doing something because. Okay. Well, let, let's okay. I'm gonna breathe a little bit here. Okay. Um, this is. If I'm going to be okay, I'm breathing, I'm breathing, I'm breathing. Outside of 2011 and 2013, the best OSU football team walking into Bedlam in my lifetime. Right. And I will not allow myself (laughs) for even a moment to think that in any universe that any OSU fan could potentially live in, that for whatever reason, we would walk into this game saying, hey, we win this game. No, not uh, no. but okay. no, this Until, this is this feels like 2012 or 2011 to me. No, like, no, it really no, does. I'm gonna tell you what 2011 felt like. Let me tell you what 2011. I felt know what like. it felt like for me. And I it, was it, sitting next to my brother in the west end zone, okay, 
And until Landry, uh, I'm sorry, until Laundry Jones, I will never say Landry, I'd say Laundry Jones, whiffed on the screen pass. And Rashetti Jones, who's got the worst hands in the history of a defensive lineman at Oklahoma State, happened to and pick up the ball and in the end zone for a touchdown. That was the moment at which me and my brother went, oh, okay. Right. And when, when uh, Jesus, oh, Blatnick, Jamie Blatnick ran that fumble back. The, it was a cathartic, it was like a cathartic release of a hundred years of bedlam anxiety and that, but that stadium. And for those who don't remember, that was a 44 to 10 win by Oklahoma state. Oh, and it was, and they gave up. Bob Stoops called it in. They mailed it in. They were running the ball at the beginning of the fourth quarter. They were running the ball, run that clock, baby. Let's get out of here. We're done. And, and I just listen. Oh my God. Have I lived through, I remember going on a hunting trip and my dad and I going on a hunting trip in October was just an excuse to take the radio, AM radio and listen to a OSU football game while we're walking around in the woods with the dog. Okay. And listening to Bedlam and, and it was the Joe Washington punt return. Oh my God where it's like we're ahead 13 to 10 at the half or something like that. And, and the opening kickoff of the second half or some bullshit OSU doesn't even cover it. And OU covers it for a touchdown. And then there's a punt and Joe, the radio announcers like it's a punt. Joe Washington has it. And there's a bit of a, you know, a pile up over on the sideline and Oh, there goes Joe Washington down the sideline. And it was like, we end up losing like 44 to like 13 or some nonsense like that. So I, I am so ill. I watched, I sat in a hotel room with my, my dear friend. He passed away a few years back, dear friend and, and his parents and my parents. And we watched the most squinky moment in the history of freaking Bedlam football when that ball went right through Brent Parker's arms in the back of that end zone. And that was 2013 Desmond Rowland, who couldn't outrun my dead grandmother. Okay. First play of the freaking game goes down the sidelines and they call Charlie Moore for reaching out and grabbing somebody at the back that, of the route was about bra. to be on. They freaking <laughs> grabs he grabs the back of somebody's bra and it's like, it's a flag that's holding. Yeah, the route was about back. to be on then. And then it was like, no. And then the whole Jacob Gilbert, Boodley Boo thing at the end. It was just like, that was so, that's just so bedlam. There's no way I walk into this game and I'm going to talk actual football. This <laughs> is, I'm going to talk actual football here. Oklahoma State is about to walk into a game against a team that will be without question the most physically talented team they've played all season at all the skill positions. Okay. Right. They are playing against the, the master 
offensive coordinator of what I actually refer to as cross direction, not misdirection, not, not let's all go that way and send one guy that way. The dude who's the master at taking a play and actually creating situations of leverage in two different directions, right? You'll have front side, backside, and it's all a read. And it's maybe it's a play call at the moment. They're calling down from the, the booth or whatever. Lincoln Riley, as much as many struggles as they've had, that dude manages to get people in space like nobody knew they were ever going to be there. But okay? he hasn't been and able yet, to do that. Nah, the last but couple this, of weeks. that's against OSU. But <laughs> this is this is a different team. This is a different team, my friend. There's no different team about it. This is See, Oklahoma State Bedlam. This is Oklahoma. See, here's, Go ahead. Here's, here's my problem with, with Bedlam. My first exposure to Bedlam. So I did not grow up an OSU fan. I didn't become a fan of OSU until I decided to go there for college. Well, my freshman year is 2014. My uh, first uh, Bedlam uh, as a student is 2014. I, so broke, I, get... I broke my hand that game. <laughs> so I, I, I get spoiled, right? Like we win Bedlam my freshman year. And I'm like, yes, I, 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 I'm going to leave college undefeated. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> OU gets freaking baker mayfield (laughs) (laughs) and that just goes out the window and and now i understand more of the history of like oh osu just doesn't this actually brings up a really interesting question about ou what you just said is lincoln riley has always had old quarterbacks right and so i'm wondering is is he shrinking the playbook because he's worried about his young quarterback now because he's had, well, two or uh, three, three Heisman finalists and two winners in a row, right? I mean, that's right. none of which bad. none of which he had to like mold from scratch. Exactly, they came. And so, well, like my and question, I don't think I don't think that necessarily calls into qu- here. I, 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 that's a good point, Jacob. I think it's an excellent point. I don't think it necessarily calls into question his ability to develop a QB. But I he, think it absolutely calls into question. He's been able to take advantage of that, you know, guys who listen, fifth year guys, you remember what, what Gundy says, right? Yeah. The, it does not slow down for you until at least the 15th to 20th game in there. Mm-hmm. Right. So Caleb well, Williams, listen, I'm you, you'll get no argument for me. Caleb Williams, since Spencer Rattler can go play at, at UTSA, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> okay. And, and that'll come back to bite me. He was the I'm presumptive sure. Heisman favorite coming in this yeah. season. Like, that'll yeah. come back to bite me. That's I'm sure Caleb <laughs> will get dinged. Spencer Rattler will come in like freaking Blake Bell in 2000 freaking 13. That's and, how it is. That's right? how it always is. Yes. Caleb Williams goes Ian down. Gets that means it. Rattler's going to have a good game. Ian or gets Caleb it. Williams turns it around. You just right. never, you never feel safe, no matter how good this defense is. Because we thought the defense was really good last year, and it you was, know what? They scored forty-one points. It was really good last year. It is, it is exponentially better this year. Yeah, which means they'll Say score twenty-eight that. points. Hey, as long as we score twenty-nine, and we we can do twenty-nine. 
Yeah. And yeah. Win? When's the last time? When's the last time? Take Against away TCU's defense. Can, can, can we score 30 points? <laughs> take away TCU and Kansas because Kansas is and TCU Kansas. don't have defense. Okay. When is the last time Oklahoma State's offense scored 29 points against anyone that we thought had even a mediocre defense? Let's do that math. You well, I, I mean, pull that up right. Well, first, Kansas State. first off, Oklahoma, no, Oklahoma no, doesn't seem to have a, a good defense. Score. There was a defensive score. Yeah. Well, all we got to do is score 29. Okay. I'm not yeah. saying the offense will okay. score 29. I'm saying the team will score 29. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Texas. <laughs> uh, like, I'm not saying, I'm not saying the team's going to put up 32, like on their own on the offense. I'm, I just think we're going to put right. up at least 30, 30 points is doable. 30 points right? is doable. Like, it doesn't matter how you get it. 30 points is doable. And especially to win this game with especially with what we've been doing with young quarterbacks and flushing them out and making them make bad decisions. I think a pick six or a you know good position pick is really viable in this game. That'll be the key to winning the game, to be completely honest with you. If right. you a you win the turnover battle and you get a defensive score, that'll be the reasons that OSU could. Potentially win the ball game. And my guess guess is just because of the snub of Malcolm Rodriguez, he's going to get at least one touchdown. I would not be shocked at the end. Has Malcolm ever, has he scored a touchdown his entire career? I don't know. Well, this would be the one. That dude, that dude could get a statue next to Barry if he does it in this one. <laughs> I mean, fair. Oh, 100%. Cowboys 100%. ride for free could sponsor that statue. <laughs> I'm gonna reach out to him for a for a, an uh, nil deal if if that happens. Oh, yeah, right. Oh, do go. it. It'll be an nil deal for like two games. Wait a minute. I mean, Wait. fair. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Can we well, just take a tangent moment here for a second and talk <laughs> about how absolutely brilliant? on whatever level you want to put it on that nil deal with applebee's and that walk on at kansas dude that was so good (laughs) so good that was so good two for 22 you always gotta go for two that just to me that encapsulated the brilliance of the nil and the absolute suckitude of texas i hope they go (laughs) i hope they go Oh, for like 22 in conference play or some bullshit like that. You okay, arrogant, so we're we're anyway. tangent on NIL, but like, I'm surprised we haven't seen a lot of basketball NIL deals because that's always been where the money is. Sneakers yeah. and everything. Maybe they're already yes. still, maybe they're still paying the colleges on the table, whatever. But <laughs> I'm surprised that like there hasn't been more like Nike deals with whoever the top recruit is or. You know, I'll say for OSU's sake, they're probably pretty weary about uh, deals nowadays right. with right. that could be everything that's happened with right. uh, the uh, NCAA. So, well, I mean, um, just in general, I mean, I haven't heard a big NCAA really basketball NIL yeah. deal. Yeah, because right. they can get big money going to the G League or whatever. I'm sure there's deals already in place that we just don't know about. Maybe we'll there's just probably, yeah, yeah, they're, probably they're, they're as... probably waiting to announce it till like they get into the like deep into the season. 
Yeah, well, there's March probably Madness, not. Yeah, yeah, there's probably not as much pressure there because there is. I, I I think you're correct. I think there there's more opportunity there. Um, you know, outside of college, you don't just have to. You know, there's not a lot of opportunity outside of college if you're not going to the NFL. Right. Right. So there's quite a bit of opportunity in a number of areas for literally almost any other sport, including right. basketball. So, so I, I, I mean, again, amateur opinions here, it, it feels like football is kind of where that, you know, where that sits, but I just, I don't know. This is, this just, this just feels the only thing, the only thing I, and I've said this on Twitter, the only thing that gives me any comfort at all if I can have any comfort in this process is the fact that it doesn't mean anything for Oklahoma state. Right. Screw the, <laughs> screw the playoff. Nobody gives a crap about the playoff, the invitational. I like it. Brando, called, like, Tim Brando it calls it the invitational and he's absolutely right. And I don't care because whatever that ends up being, it's nothing that Oklahoma state controls. Right. So I thought Gundy was, was good about it. He's like, no, we're, look, we're treating this like this is the last game, right? Everything else is bonus. We'll treat this like it's the last game. And Oklahoma State has done some of its best work in Bedlam when they literally, there was nothing on the table to really worry about except screw OU season. And this right. would screw their season. Assuming Baylor doesn't just step on their wanker against Texas Tech. I'm trying Ian, to. It sounds like uh, Robert's getting on that hope train a little bit. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I, no, it's a hope rocket ship now. That's You've taken it to new heights after that freaking 21-point prediction debacle last week. <laughs> no, it, it's a whole rocket ship now. It is elevated. Um, Actually, I, I think it went from it went from rocket ship to team of destiny last time for <laughs> two episodes ago. Twenty points to forty points to. I was like that close to blocking him on Twitter. It's like I'm. I can't see this. La 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 la. No, that was just that was just to screw with you, man. (laughs) 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 That I was literally doing that just to screw with you. (laughs) I think win or lose, if they win out or if they lose out, I I think there's a still really good chance that they go to a New Year's Six bowl, and at the end of the day, with expectations that they were going to finish, you know, fourth, and we were looking at oh maybe the Cheez It Bowl again. Win or lose, I know it's going to suck if they lose to – if or will, they lose to OU twice. But <sighs> 10, a 10-3 season is still pretty good. Going that, – Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, I was just going to kind of bring it back to the, the game at hand. Like, so with it not mattering whether or not you win this game, right, whether or not, you know, it, it – it, with it not mattering whether or not you win this game, do you hold back a little bit and save save some stuff in case you have to play them in the championship? No. Oh, heck no. Because there's the okay. opportunity of That's... beating them now and then you yeah. pay right. Taylor. Like, you yeah. have to 
if you don't win this game, you're not winning at a neutral site because OSU is at home. You, you, in all actuality, you have to win this game because you're not beating. Right. OSU. I think we should right. all be able to agree minus Jacob's completely unreasonable hope rocket ship stuff. <laughs> I think we could all agree that if you gave us our choice of would you rather play OU or would you rather play Baylor in the championship game? You want to play Baylor. I think I think we all agree you would rather play Baylor, correct? Right, right, yes. Jacob? Right. Yes. Right, Jacob? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Okay. okay, good. But uh, Baylor, I mean, Baylor scares me too. I'm not going to lie. Like, they're Baylor a good team. They the don't the, the thing, doesn't scare me. The thing Not with them is we threw three picks and still won. So that. <laughs> Micah, Micah just called me out at all. So when I say they don't scare me, let's not take that the wrong way. Okay. That is not bulletin board material. As if that would matter to, to Baylor football that I said that. <laughs> if the, the point being going into the Baylor game, I'm like, we can beat that team. I'm, I'm right. sitting there going, we can beat that team. Squinky, right. get rid of Bedlam. We can beat that team. We did it already. With, as you said, we did it already with Spencer, with really bad Spencer. We, the, that worst was of worst, his, the worst of his maybe career, Spencer. That was as yeah. bad as Spencer's we got other than the Texas Tech game, right? The, yeah. What, two years ago, last year, two years ago yeah. in 2019, right? So that, you know, we could go into that game saying we can beat those guys. We can beat them. This game you walk into just, can we beat them? Yes, we can beat them. Will we beat them? You know? Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I was, and like, I kind of had already known what you guys were going to say. I just kind of wanted to pose the question in case somebody was going to be like, hot well, take because away. you are, because you are the grand leader and you know, all <laughs> see all. I mean, yeah, but I, I, well, and, and, and to me, that's the hardest part about being in the big 12 is no matter who you play in the championship, you've already played them. Well, and that's the thing I love about it. I love the round robin. I love it in football. I love it in basketball. Like I know we've got to go back to 12 teams where that was inevitable at some point, but I love it. I love that. Unlike the sec where you can dodge opponents because there's 14 will be 16 teams soon. You can have a relatively easy schedule, not in this current big 12. You've got to face everybody no matter what every year. And I love that. It is the, the truest test of college football, in my opinion. And then, and then you're absolutely correct. The greatest test in college football. And then what do we do? The Big 12 bullshit rematch. You got to play somebody again. Right, which is harder than playing somebody for the first time. Like right. I said, it's the best test in college football. No, I I'm <gasps> disagreeing with this. I'm disagreeing with this. <laughs> uh, well, if I, I just... beat Baylor. Why do I have to beat them again? I beat them. Why do I have I to beat them this again? Point. This is why we have to get into you. Honestly, I posted something on Cowboys Ride for Free 
I think before Ian was born. Um, <laughs> it was it, it was about my it was called I think it was my bid for super conferences or something, right? Mm. And it was essentially to have so think big so think call it the big you know whatever the stupid podcast ten twelve it's going to be the fifteen thirteen podcast before long or some nonsense like that. Um, that you would have basically a conference, but you'd be aligned with another conference, let's say, right? Mm-hmm. So that, that you guys, you're playing and whoever your champion is, and I'm, I go with what you say, Jacob, round robin, you play the round robin. And if you beat everybody, I don't have to play somebody I beat again, right? You play your round robin, you win, now you're going up against these guys over here. And the winner between those two, you move into the playoff. I think right. That. So it's literally almost like a super conference, but not, you know, it's not like where you'd have, say, the Big 12, where you have two six-team divisions. It'd be literally, it'd be more like you'd have two seven or eight-team divisions where you're going to play a round robin amongst those teams. And that's it. And whoever comes out of that plays the other one. And whoever right. comes out of that, you're into the playoff. And I had a whole thing mapped out for like a 16-team, essentially a 16-team playoff. Well, it, it looked like a 16-team playoff, but it, it according to the, the way I had it drawn out, it's an eight-team playoff because you'd have one team coming out of each of the super conferences. Right. That makes right. sense. Mm. But it's just like, what? You know, it's like, I don't want to, if we beat OU, right, we've beaten all the teams we're supposed to beat. And now we got to beat Baylor again, right? Well, or if you look, because we didn't have a championship game in 2011, they perceived that as the reason Oklahoma State didn't go in. Yeah, what year was that? It wasn't 2011. It was, uh, what year was it that? Uh, oh, there was also was TCU and Baylor. TCU Baylor oh, was a big one too. It was the TCU yeah. Baylor thing because yeah. TCU was ranked above Baylor, even though Baylor beat TCU on some kind of fluky ass play. Yeah. But um, I just, I don't know. This is Ian, Ian and I are, are <laughs> you know, if we were, if Ian and I were watching the game together, you could probably have video and we'd both be curled up in the corner of the room, like in a <laughs> fetal position at some yeah, point probably. in this game, you know? So, well, let's, let's talk about the game. Let's talk about the game. We're right. we've enough of the anxiety bullshit. Let's talk about <laughs> the game. Go ahead, Jacob. Like our score predictions or no. Uh, so, so, well, you know, I'll get into it. Caleb Williams, their last four games, below 200 is passing one game under hundred. Um, a lot of sacks. OU is penalty happy as all get out. 138 penalties this year. And they're averaging 12.5 penalties per game, 105 penalty yards per game, 8.3 yards per penalty. At Oklahoma State, it, I know Robert's got the stats here. <laughs> they thrive on that. Yeah, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, by the way, as I've mentioned, leads the Big 12 
in penalties gained or first downs gained by penalty. Yeah, that's huge. It's huge. And, and I feel huge. like I feel like that's just going to be one of those extra little pieces that makes this game work for us. Right. And going into right. the Texas Tech game, you brought up that I think was it you or Ian brought up me. the last thing. Yeah. It was you brought up how Texas Tech was have an issue with penalties and Oklahoma state at that time, I think had 20 first downs gained on penalties, which was leading the conference. And they're now 28 after the Texas tech game. Mm -hmm. That's going to be a key spot. That's going to be a key spot. Ian, I think I interrupted you. Go ahead. No, I was going to say they, uh, Oh, you only had four penalties in their game against Iowa state for 42 yards. Um, I'll have to look back on that Baylor game to see how many penalty yards they have. If you just give me one second as I continue yeah. to stall, but the, yeah, well, no, but I think I'll, I'll stall for you. The, the, the only, thing... the thing that gives me a little pause here is that while OU had some absolutely defensive struggles, you know, up until the break, right. Up until the bye week for them, that they played a decent game against Iowa State. Now, granted, frickin' Brock Purdy, you dingleberry, jack wagon, <laughs> you know. Of course, course, you lay an egg, you know, against them and not us. You play your best game of the year, a perfect frickin' game almost, against us, but you lay an egg against OU. Um, they played better in that game. Well, the thing then that worries they, me the most is OU has forced 20 turnovers. Yep. That's and, and granted, and we'll we can get into this later because I know Ian wants to get into something, but that worries me a lot. So yeah, OU had nine penalties in that Baylor game, but I think the biggest area of concern, I think it's going to be we saw against Texas Tech, Jared Bernard Converse the cornerbacks and pass interference penalties because Bernard Converse had three crucial pass interference plays. And there is a, there's a blueprint. You throw it deep. You in Bernard Converse turns his back to the defender. That's going to get called PI every time because a it is. And then we know how sooner voodoo works. So <laughs> at that point, I think, Converse needs to go through a how to not commit pass interference class. But is that terrible? Is that that terrible in college with OSU's defense? It's not. I and I don't think I'm so. And that then, OU will take advantage of that. I and that might be a big. Well, the thing is, yeah, game. there were a lot of PIs then, but that's not has not been a big issue for us. I'm just, I'm just thinking. Uh, Here's here's where I would think you take advantage of it. Like, here's how you take advantage of it: is you throw the pass interference play like three times, you end up half the distance to the goal at, at, in the red zone, and while OSU's defense is allowed like half the number of red zone possessions as the next closest team, when you get into the red zone, you score touchdowns against them and 
so to me, it would be the, the, the bad thing about the pass interference part would be if it continues to happen in situations where you can't get off the field, right? Because that's right. the whole deal. You want to get off the field. If that continues to be an issue where you, get, you can't get off the field, fine. That's a problem. We've really only had the big issue with the deep ball, right? That's really been where the issue has been. And generally speaking, teams aren't just continually chucking it. They're trying that once, maybe twice a series. They're going to go deep. And you get a pass interference play, okay, 15 yards. And then the very next play, somebody freaking sacks somebody for a five-yard loss, right? Right. And then, right? And the, right. right? So yeah, the, I the, don't, the coverage that's, is too I, good. that's not a bad point, Ian. It's not a bad point that has that been – quote unquote initiative but some of you say hey he's 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 committed a lot of those penalties this year has it hurt the defense in possession and i think the answer would be let's go if you could go back and look right if there was a way to quickly or easily look which there's not a way to say okay on the possessions where osu has committed pass interference what percentage of those possessions have resulted in a score for the opposing team? And I think the answer on that is going to be like, like there's not going to be a lot. Right. Well, and and, and, this isn't the NFL, right? Where it's a spot foul, you know, it's the old, this is a 15 yard penalty. And I disagree with people that want it to be a spot foul. I disagree with that. This guy scares me the most. I think Marvin Mims scares me the most. Knowing what happened, because I was at that Bedlam game in 2020 where he cooked OSU repeatedly. I'm afraid it could happen again. Sure, I'm afraid it could happen again because Caleb, I think Caleb Williams likes to throw the deep ball like that. And OU's receivers might have magnets for hands at this point. We don't know. Uh, you might have it. Micah, they will. Micah wanted to bring something up. What, what yeah, do you want to bring up, Micah? Sorry. I was just going to say, I'm kind of going to switch over to offense and say that my biggest thing with this game offensively is we cannot afford to have Tay Martin dropping as many balls as he did last week. Which, yeah. yes. yes. And that was out of character for him. So, is it like, though? Is it though? Yeah, I don't yeah, think it's that out of know. character. He's generally pretty, pretty sure-handed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, that's fair. Yeah. He's had a couple of bad games. I'm not but feeling overall, the love here. But I'm overall, really not feeling the confidence in the love overall, here. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, like I said, I just, we can't, I mean, regardless of whether or not it's characteristic of him or not, we need him to have 
a solid game. Like we cannot have him dropping passes. Okay, so, so let's in- so let's go with it. Let's 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 go at it this way. Let's let's if if Jacob's okay with this, mm-hmm. let's go. I would suggest let's let let's start with before we get to like we who we think our players of the game will be and our score predictions and that kind of stuff. What's the part of the game that scares you the most? What's the part of the game where you feel like you you almost have some confidence, right? I am worried, be especially because of last year. I am terrified of the first quarter. If it's tight, or Oklahoma State's winning in the first quarter, I think we'll probably pull out. But I mean, like you said, Lincoln Riley for everything I've said about him this you know this podcast. He's a very smart football coach. Uh, do does he have the paintbrushes to paint a master's master's piece against this defense? I don't know. However, if we but we've and I've said it looks like we kind of get out of the gate slow on defense. If it's close or it, it, so, I, I think the first quarter will dictate the game. If we're up by 10 or up by three in the first quarter, I think we win. If we're down by seven, it's game's over. I hate that you're deciding games by the end of the first quarter. I know. I don't like that. I get it. I don't like it. Um, Easy now. Easy now. Let's not have any altercations here. (laughs) This game makes me so, like, dread it just i'm dreading um <laughs> my biggest concern is going to be the offense um i know i mentioned bernard converse but if you can't score because this is a this is a team versus talent game you're gonna have to outmatch well mainly the o-line is the o-line gonna be healthy is uh danny g i'm his last name's hard to say but is uh Say that again. Godlevsky. It's not that hard to say. Godlevsky. Okay. Godlevsky. I've never taken the time to pronounce it. Um, <laughs> but if that O line's not healthy, Isaiah Thomas is going to have a field day. So that O line needs to be 100% healthy. And if they're not, that's going to be the difference between uh, 10 and 2 and 11 and 1. It, and I'll say the thing that scares me personally the most is I think we're going to beat them through the air because they do have a pretty decent run defense. Uh, especially, you know, Warren had a rough game last time. I was has- going to say, <clears throat> and we don't know what Warren, what's, have we heard anything on Warren's stat? Like, is he hurt? He got, the word was he got, uh, I heard on another podcast, the, it was the feels like 45 podcast said they thought he got dinged in like the helmet, right? And again, that game was never really all that close. So, and Gundy probably wants to keep him chill. He came back in. He came back in later in the game and then went right back out. Like yeah. he had one carry and it was right And back it worries out. me. Um, but just looking at OU's defensive stats, if you're going to beat them, you've got to beat them through the air. And yeah. that is terrifying. Yeah, Spencer Sanders having to beat anybody through the air. 
terrifies me. <laughs> but the thing is, is they do give up a lot of yardage. So maybe, I don't know. Like, I, I, I know who my, uh, I've already put in the notes who my offense play of the game is going to be, but I could see Presley, like, you know, especially if we exploit the play action, everything else, I could see him going for like 175 yards. Yeah, but he's he's questionable. I know, it, I know, quite, but it, you know he's going to want to win this one. So, yeah. so, so what? So, so I uh, everything scares me about this game. Um, <laughs> understandable. <laughs> it's it's pick one thing. <laughs> if I had to pick one thing, it's gonna be. Remember Baylor's fourth down play? They went for it at midfield and ran for a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. I'm scared of the big play for them on offense. That's what I'm scared of. Mm. Oklahoma State's defense, I think, will, you know, will bog the game up, will slow them down, you know, whatever. But there is enough skill player talent on on their side of the ball. OU's got skill players. Okay. They're fast whatever Knowles likes to play aggressive in different ways. And when you've got two like master chess players, okay. Going like going against each other to a degree, it's almost like luck. It's like who calls the right thing at the right moment in the right position and bluey. And so my biggest thing is if they hit big plays, okay, I I would almost go back to this, that I think Oklahoma State's defense can keep them under 30. I think they can keep them under 30. Minus turnovers, right? You, you, You can't have bad Spencer. You can't have fumbles, right? You can't have that nonsense. Um, you can't just have a long string of three. You can't just keep putting the defense back on the field because right. Lincoln Riley's – those guys are not going to go three and outs. Those guys are not going to go boom, boom, like Texas Tech or Kansas or TCU where they just – But they have, They have done that a lot. They're not going to reel – but they're not going to reel together five or six or seven three and outs. Okay, they're gonna they're gonna pull an Iowa State. They're gonna pull some drives where they they're gonna string together. Hey, you may they may not score, but they're gonna string together more plays, right? I think yeah, they're good yeah. enough. They're good enough to do that. And so, for me, I don't know that I have the confidence in the offense because OSU's offense is gonna score. 24 points, give or take a couple of points. That's what they're going to do. Right. They're going to score 24 points, give or take a few points, minus a defensive score if that happens, or a special team score. OSU's offense is scoring 24 points, give or take three or four. Okay? That's it. There's no question about it. The question is, if Oklahoma State's defense – can keep OU from hitting big plays, 
They that, can maybe yes. hold them. They can maybe hold them down around 20. And in that case, Oklahoma State can win the game. If you give up a big player or two, right, or say, say you give up a defensive score, I think that's going to be a problem. OSU's offense is beat up a little bit in the wrong places. And I, I just, this is freaking bedlam. God dang it. This is bedlam. Uh-huh. It's bedlam. Yeah, I yeah. don't I mean, trust it. Yeah. I, 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 I see, I see where you're coming from for sure. I feel like we always go into this game injured, right? Like I, 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 I don't know what it is. I, I squinky. I'm telling you, like I, 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 I don't have. I mean, I have. I, I, I know that there are the pieces. Like OSU Mike is has, stuttering a lot here, and you can tell this has her tied up in knots. <laughs> um, we have the pieces to win, right? right. I just don't know if OU is going to let us use them, right? Like I don't know. Like you were talking about, this is going to be a chess match. This is going to be a chess match between Lincoln Riley and um, Dimnals. Like that's, and it's just going to be a matter of who comes out on top. And I. (sighs) Interesting matchup, by the way. It's an interesting matchup of strength on strength and weakness on weakness. Right. If you just look at numbers, right. If you just look Mm -hmm. at numbers, right. Our offense is not our strength. Their defense is not their strength. Our defense is our strength. Their offense is their strength. And like I said, offense or defense generally doesn't bog down in general. Offense can. And something I'm just eyeballing on their schedule. Is this their, is this OU's first night game? No, really? It It wasn't against Iowa state. 11. Uh, they played Western Carolina at like 6 p.m. Okay, so this is well, this is count? this is Caleb Williams' <laughs> first night game in a hostile environment. That's yeah. gonna Boone, matter. Boone Pickens yeah. is gonna be lit up. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, and, and if, if someone can give me tickets, please let me know. If you sell your ticket to an OU fan, I will hunt you down. I will hunt you down because I, I will be in Oklahoma um, that this weekend and I'm trying to find tickets, but they're all like four, four hundred, five hundred dollars a piece right now. I'm like, yeah. oh, man, BPS BPS is going to be that place is going to be absolutely electric. And I so. Even though it's like. You know, I, I just go back to the Texas game. Let's go back to the Texas game where they came out. They hit us quick, right? We were in trouble. We were on the ropes. Right. I mean, that game was one play for being over. Yep. And that one play went our direction, and then that was that. So it's it, that place, if you can keep – that stadium in that environment if you can keep that stadium engaged i think that stadium could with the defense it's gonna get to him it's gonna get to him with the defense with the defense yeah 
I hate it's to uh, inform you, but no, uh, no. TCU was a night game for them at six thirty, and so was West Virginia. So Caleb Williams has played a night game. Okay, so he's but played not a, a night game. He's played a couple of night games against play a night game, but he yeah, play it was at West home. Virginia, correct. Do you play? Well, those no, no, were no. He didn't play till Texas. Won't those? Won't those? Yeah. Those were at home, right? West Virginia. Home, yes. Yeah. So he hasn't had a night game in a road environment. Yeah. Oh, BPS will be an inauguration for him. Yeah. Well, and yeah. if you look at his road games, his road games was Kansas, which was much closer than the score predicts, and then a loss of Baylor. Like he has not played well on the road at all. Am I gonna? Well, <laughs> let's just. Yeah. No, there it no, is. No, There's no, the no, side, no, ladies and gentlemen, no, boys and girls. No, 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 no. Am I going to do this? No, I'm... you're not. You're not. We're gonna. We talked about this. One Ian. of us. One of us. And we talked about this. Are we going to have to have I, an intervention? I, man. Also, that all side, right, so that side definitely hit the over. That we, we talked about, talk about Did we all talk about what we were afraid of? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. What are we, what do we feel like is going to work? What do we, if we walk into the game with some confidence, what do we feel like is going to work? And I already said, I think the defense. Besides, well, okay. I will put I it up the there besides the defense. The defense, I think, can keep Oklahoma, Oklahoma like they're not going to score 40 or 50 points. That's not going to happen against I, this defense. I think Dunn has figured out the offense enough to keep OU off balance enough that we can score. I'm not saying we're going to score 40, but I'm saying we can have successful drives. I'm not asking for a lot here. I'm just saying successful drives. <laughs> okay, I'll stop now. I'm Someone stop. I mean, I mean, and I think I think you're right. I think that Spencer and Tay Martin have had games where they've clicked. They've, you know, he's been able to hit them, and you know, I, I think that if if that continues, I, I think that we're not going to have a problem scoring. 30 to 35 points in this game. And I think if you can do that, you can win. Stop laughing. I'm not going to get my pins anymore if you're just going to laugh at me. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But yeah, I mean, I think if we can score 30 points, that's the threshold. Because like you said, I think the defense can handle their business enough to keep OU from scoring. Keep OU at in between 24 and 30 points. If OSU's offense scores 30 plus points. Oklahoma State will win this game by double digits. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Uh, Maybe. My my whole thing, I think, with the offense, it's it's going to have to be you need to dominate the running game. You need to blow them out of the water with the running game, with Warren, with Richardson, maybe sprinkling a little Desmond Jackson in there, you're going to have to win this game with your running backs. You may have to pull out a Boise State where Spencer throws it like six times. I, you need to go just 
hit the ground running because Brees Hall, if I am not mistaken, and I very well could be mistaken, uh, Brees Hall had a pretty great game uh, against oh, 19 carries. 50, he did not have – okay, so 19 no. carries, 58 yards. In a I was going to say, I don't know what you watched, but I- – uh... Well, you know what OSU needs? They might need the Cowboy backs to come and, you know, they need Charlie Kohler out of the freaking sky to come down because <laughs> they left him open. You might need your Cowboy backs to just, just be on a different level. You may need the, you know, freaking Blake Jarwin to Logan come back. Logan Carter has the game of his yeah. life. Yeah. What? You Universe. know what? You know what would have been great if Jelani Woodson had transfer. You know how amazingly useful he would be in this game. Oh, Jesus! What universe? Who's in Jelani Woodson? So bad. I'm sorry. What universe was Alex Grinch living in? One where he might have the Washington State job already. Dude, I don't know. Dude, the best receiver on the field catches maybe two passes in a row. I'm whistling down. Okay, we're double covering this guy. They're like five plays. You just Charlie Kolar running one on one, standing wide open in the middle of a zone. Mm-hmm. He is standing wide open. They threw the ball once mm-hmm. to him after like three catches. He gets another catch. There's nobody within five yards of him, any direction. Oh my God. Anyway. I'm sorry. I, I digress. Yeah. Can, can that happen? Can, can we get some of that, please? <laughs> can we have some of that, please? Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Please, so please, so we, had, we had what we're afraid of. We have what we think we have some confidence in. Uh, I think we go to Jacob's thing. Who, who are our offensive and, and defensive players of the game? Jacob, go ahead, because you... You gave yours up in the slack already in your notes. I so. did, but something uh, I'm interested to watch for is because, uh, you know, all the big award announcements came out this week. Malcolm Rodriguez obviously got snubbed, should have been in there. Everyone's saying he's going to light people up. Jalen Warren should have at least been in the conversation, probably wasn't. So I wonder if those guys who got snubbed are like, well, screw you guys. I'm going to prove why I should have been on that list. And so that's something I'm really interested to see in this game. Right. Well, but uh, who is your offensive and defensive players? Uh, Malcolm Rodriguez. I think he's going to light people up. He might not have the best stats, but he's going to hurt somebody because there's been a lot of people I've seen on Twitter who know him. Who's like, yeah, even though he tweets out he doesn't care, but he cares, and he's going to prove himself. He's that kind of guy. And right. you think he's going to do what? Um, at least uh, two picks, one for pick six, and two sacks. <laughs> Ian just threw his hat on the ground. <laughs> Can't say things like that, man. I mean, you can say you have a big game, but just two picks? Does he have a pick ever? I don't know, but I really think we're going to be getting to. Well, we're going to be this, in. This we're going to be. Day. Yeah, we're going to be living in the backfield again. This is like we have done for the last day. four or five games. We're going to be living in that backfield. If you said uh, like you know two sacks or something, I'm probably with you. I don't think he's going to get two picks. He might get a fumble recovery. He's not going to get a pick. 
He's gonna yeah. look. Keen's gonna throw some bad ones over the middle, and he's gonna just be there. <gasps> I think they're gonna so be deep enough to where it will go to Colby, or yeah, and that might be true. That might be true, but I, I think he's gonna have the game of his life. I mean, yeah. Yeah. if you could not, if I, if this this it's just too bad. This is not a video uh, <laughs> podcast because the incredulousness. <laughs> on Ian's face, <laughs> he has it. I mean, he threw his hat like 20 minutes ago. Because <laughs> I gotta pick it up, and he hasn't even Hold recovered on. from that. <laughs> like that's and and don't don't pass out, the two of you, don't pass out. <laughs> I am a little bit in Jacob's camp here. <laughs> But That's not, right, mother. <laughs> no, uh, your mother is not going to listen to this now. You bad person. I didn't say it. I didn't curse. I got there, but I was close. So, you got really close. close. So, like Presley gets Iowa State close. <laughs> oh man! So this is what I'll say. I don't think that I'm not going to put it on one player. I'm not going to say Malcolm Rodriguez does X, Y, and Z. I would agree. I think he's going to be all over the field. I think that guy is going to be like the Tasmanian devil. I think he's going to be everywhere. That being said, I think the entire defense almost kind of rallies around that to the degree that we've seen in the past where it's not any one guy. Exactly. Right. It's a Colin Oliver. It's a, it's a Martin Brock Martin. It's it's Evers in the middle. It's Tua, Ia, whatever. Their guys in the middle. There's guy. It's like Derek Harper. How about how about our our Jason Taylor, who's who? He is the touchdown dude, right? That I think I think the defense. Let's put it this way: If OU hits big plays. It's going to be because they call like kind of the right thing in the right moment. Right. That right. It's, that like, it's, like it's that. not going to be the defense's it, fault. You're just going to be like, oh, that it was It's not call. going to be because that defense is not just pile driving people and right. just flying around and, and making Caleb Williams run around like a maniac because he just can't find relief. I think the defense is going, whatever we've seen up to this point. It's like up to this point, you think the volume was turned up to 10. The volume is about to be turned up to like 20. Yeah. I think sure. it's going to be like next level. I think, I think defensively, I think the defense is going to like take it to another level. The question will just be, does Lincoln Riley figure out the right plays in the right moments to hit some right. big shots? Right. Because right. that could happen. OU's talented enough that can happen. Right. And he's gonna make it like like he's Lincoln Riley's a smart enough coach. He's gonna make adjustments. Like they haven't adjusted. The thing is, well. all these coaches are really smart. I mean, yeah. Riley's smarter than That's most, fair. but still, and no one has right. been able to do it yet. We've we've only gotten better in the second halves against teams. Even when we put in the backups, they still dominate. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, that's fair. So all right. So offensive player of the game. Well, offensive. Ian and Micah didn't give theirs. Yeah, they didn't give their defensive. Oh, I thought we were doing. I thought we were doing each offensive defensive. Okay. No, okay. no, no. 
No, 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 no. Okay, no, so no. my I guess I'll go defensive. Um I I I'm gonna have to agree with Jacob. I, I think Malcolm Rodriguez is gonna have one of the best games of his career. Um, you know, it's Bedlam. He's an Oklahoma kid. He knows what this means to Oklahoma State. Um, he knows uh, he's never won. I think it's right. one of the I think it's one of the big ones. He's never won it. Right, right. And and, and you know, I, it's gonna be a, it's it, he's a senior. It's a senior day. Um, you know, I, I just I don't see Malcolm Rodriguez not having the game of his life because I He's always, uh, since I've kind of started following him, he's always been a player that I feel like feeds off of the, the, the moment, right? He, he, he understands, to quote TikTok, he understands the assignment. And, you know, I, I think, I, 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 I don't know. I think that he's going he's gonna to be the, 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 the star of this defense in this game. Ian is over here. TikTok Ian is, is over here grinding yeah. away on stuff. <laughs> What did you say, Ian? I said, so, Robert, TikTok is a social media app where what? you, like, lip sync and, like, dance and do skits and everything. I'm trying. Okay. To- <laughs> now, despite despite the fact that you're making a very good play there, because I'm, I'm just an old person who doesn't understand. He does have okay. a freshman in high school as a son. I have oh, a high school sophomore in my oh, house. Oh, sophomore. Sorry. <laughs> high school sophomore in my house. I know what TikTok is. Okay. I apologize. But, um, but that was okay. No, no, that was an appropriate play. That was an appropriate play. I'm, you know, listen, I know how to use Twitter. That's a shocking thing for someone who's gonna be 60 in a couple months. So I'm I'm waiting because you I can tell. You're like, I could tell you're like looking at stuff over there on your phone or your computer, whatever it is. Ian's You're got like, thoughts. I'm, I'm ready for this. I'm ready for this. Fire. Do it. Come on, Ian. So I want to. I want to different. Uh, I want to di- different myself. I want to make myself a little different. I want to stand a little bit. You want to differentiate yourself? Yep. Words are hard. You know that. <laughs> I know that. Yes. It is what it is. I I wanted to say it, but I messed up. Um. I'm I'm gonna differentiate myself. I think I said it wrong again. I don't care. <laughs> Jason Taylor, the second, is going to be the guy that I think yeah. is going to. I, if you don't get a big play out of him, you probably don't win this game. And I think a big play is due. We haven't had a big play from him in a while. Well, the last big play he had was what? Uh, the interception against Kansas. So I think he's due for a big play, whether it be a blocked field goal or an interception or a pick six. I think that he is going to be – you're going to need him. To it was be, the game against Texas. Yep. Yeah. You're that going to need play. him to be the difference maker. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, that makes sense. Like, I think that, you know, he has kind of been our turnover machine this year. Uh, turnover mm-hmm. for points machine. Um, I mean, he, Colby Harvell, Colby Harvell Pill is definitely capable of picking off Caleb Williams. I think that, you know, that, that is a possibility. Colby Harvell Pill just hasn't scored off of his turnovers and Jason Taylor has so you know they're not that turnover crazy OSU I think they have like a few fumbles and a few interceptions the defense you're talking about yeah defense 
Yeah. Like they've been getting all of this done through like punts and not that many turnovers. It's stuffing them. Yeah. They're just stuffing offenses. Yeah. It's and they had 12 turnovers on the year. Wait, hold on. 14 turnovers on the year. So a little over one a game. But that's not a lot, right? Not, I mean, it's not like a good like God. The 2011 defense was like oh, every oh. time you turned around, they had a turnover. Right. It's true. But it's also a very different Big 12 that was on the ball 50 times. 50 no, times a true. Game. True. Yeah. Good boy. That is true. Oh, yeah. No, I, I like the Jason Taylor pick. You already Dave. picked – quit kissing his ass. You already picked <laughs> Malcolm Rodriguez. Don't – don't – come on. I didn't say I was changing mine. I already figured it out. Ian's the favorite child here. I get it. Okay. Well, What's your pick? The, Who's he's your the pick, child Robert? here. Who's your I, pick? Said the, I said the entire defense. I said the entire defense. I'm 60 years old almost. I don't care. <laughs> No, I, I, that was my pick was that I think the entire defense will feed off the Malcolm Rodriguez thing. Okay. I think, I think they're just going to like, I feel like if you're Caleb Williams, it's going to feel like there's 14 defensive players on the field. Yeah. That's what it's going to feel like. All right. Now he might make plays. He's talented. He can run. He might make plays. Lincoln Riley may call some things that, that have quick hits that go blow for big plays. I feel like those guys are going to be all over the place. I feel like the defensive energy is going to be just off the chisel. Yes, I went there. All right. Okay. Offense. Jacob, who's your Offense. Jalen Warren. Uh, he's had a couple off games. He hasn't been used as much. Well, I mean, obviously not the one where, you know, uh, the blackout night. But I think – Everything going on, the he seems to feed on the energy, and there's going to be insane energy in that place. So at least, well, I shouldn't say at least, around 200 yards on the ground for Jalen Warren. Sorry, I just wanted to just 200? 200. <laughs> Bruce Hall at 58. Yeah, against OU. So Warren's you, better than Brees Hall is. Brees Hall just got nominated for the Doak Walker Award. Yeah, and so should have Warren. And He's I'm saying, look, look, like, I'm telling, like, look, look, with all the things I just said, the energy getting snubbed, like, this is going to be him running in front of Barry all over again. Come at me, bros. Come at me. <laughs> Don't you can't cut that. By the way, you can't cut that dead air out. That was critical Uh, dead air right there. Yeah, like I I don't even know what to say. Like (laughs) I go ahead, Ian. You're you're you've got this. So climb right in it. I I'm going to say it's going to be the offensive line. I think that you need them to be 100 percent on their A game as they take on Isaiah Thomas and Nick Benito because those two guys are are massive threats and can get to Spencer Sanders. I mean, we saw what happened against uh, Brock Purdy, the uh, fumble for a touchdown. They put pressure on him like crazy. Your your offensive line needs to be playing just lights out in order for the Cowboys to win. Because I'm going with the offensive line. You need to be healthy too. Okay, okay. So my turn next? Sure. No. Yeah. 
All right, so Tay Martin was quoted this week saying, I would expect to whoop their ass. Honestly, I don't go into a game thinking otherwise. So as long as we just do what we have to do, you know, take care of the little things, not try to do too much, do what we did to get here. Honestly, we'll be fine. Tay Martin's got something to prove. Because you know Lincoln Riley put that in the locker room this week. Put that all over. Like, that's bulletin board material, and he has to back it up. And I think I think you will. I think that he's he's, you know, he's a, a veteran, right? He's, he's an older dude that I don't think would have said that if he didn't plan on at least trying to have a good game. Um, like, you, you can't say what he said and have three drops in a game. Like, you, you just can't. And so I think that he's planning on having a really good game. Um, and, and I think that um, he, he has something to prove and he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna live up to it. I think that he's going to have a better game than he's had the past couple, or at least better than the Texas Tech game. It, it, besides the kick the ass comment, that's almost full on Gundy speak. As long as we do what we're supposed to do, the little things will be like, right. that is like full on Gundy besides right. the, we're going to kick their ass. Right. I mean, yeah, that's, uh, that's mostly coaches speak, but still, you, I mean, but still that first little part of it is bulletin board material that he has to, that he has to back up. Hi, Robert. Robert's just this. your head. <laughs> oh, he's about to say something he does not want to say. I can no. feel it. <laughs> um, Spencer like, Sanders for 400 yards. I like Ian. I like what Ian said about the offensive line. Um, you know, it's almost like it's a kind of a game where come out and just nobody expects it. Just come out and just bully them, right? I, I don't know if that's if they're capable, right? From an in, injury perspective, go ahead, Mike. What have we heard? I was. What have we heard on Sills? Is he is he going to play? Plantar fasciitis. He was. I mean, he came in and he like gutted it out against Tech, but he was struggling. Like yeah. he was struggling to get off blocks, you know, and get to the second level. Um. So do I, we I just, think he'll play? Uh, he'll probably play. I assume so. Right, he'll he's probably play. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's you know he probably he probably he might not even practice this week, right? Mm-hmm. And then play. I mean, I could see that, yeah. but yeah, but I just I just think that it, no matter how much they want, I don't think they'll just be able to do that. Like, just go out and just by sheer will do it. I would love to see Jalen Warren go out like this, you know almost a swan song type deal, like stick his nose in the air at the big 12 and Gary Patterson for, you don't think I'm a big 12 running back, but he honestly, he got, he got dinged in the helmet. Right. So, and, and OSU's got too much running back by committee and they've all got guys that are physical. So I don't think Gundy's got any issue running in Desmond Jackson or Dominic Richardson to just keep continue to pound on stuff. Okay. Tay Martin, shut up. <laughs> okay. Do not say anything about kicking anybody's ass in Bedlam for crying out loud. Have you I mean that's clearly to me an indication of an OSU player 
who has not been around this long enough. Okay. You just, just <laughs> shut up. Don't say that crap. Okay. I am going, this is my player of the game. Good Spencer Sanders. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. All of you, that is insane. Holy we got we got bad Spencer against Texas Tech. We got bad Spencer. If you listen to the radio broadcast, Dave Hunziker gasped a few times. Like there was a play down near the goal line where Spencer threw a ball, and if an earlier defensive player hadn't tipped it, some dude was about to like catch it, run in the other direction. Probably would have been a pick six. There were a couple other throws where he like rolled out to the right, threw it back across his body. And, and Dave Hunter, oh my God, that should have been picked off. Okay. Yeah. I think you had a bad Spencer game where we got away with no picks. Right. He missed some guys. He, he missed threw some big some, ones. He threw some fades on the sideline that were awful. They were the ball was out of bounds. Didn't you I mean? Come on. Um, although you know Tay Martin should have caught that. You know that one that was across the middle, and he should have caught the one in the end zone. But I don't necessarily. I, I let, let's put it this way. I'm not going to say that I think it's Spencer Sanders because he's going to throw for 400. I think he's going to have more of a you know, kind of a 13, 15 for 25 type the game. And that he's going to scramble like he's going to be Russell Wilson style. That to me, to me, Spencer Sanders is a little bit of a comp of Russell Wilson. That's, that's kind of a comp, right? I don't think he's good overall, like a, a, a thrower of the ball a passer, but I think he's going to scramble enough in the right moments to keep drives going and keep them on the field. Um, and what they've shown in the last couple of games is the willingness to call some of those almost K-State-ish designed, mm -hmm. like little quarterback runs where, okay, we're going to do this and we're going to get three or four yards and you can't do anything about it type plays um it's i i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with i think spencer sanders is gonna be my play offensive player of the game if osu can win this game i think he's the player of the game because he's going to have an an unbelievably efficient game throwing the ball just where he, we're not going to get any bad bad throws he's going to hit the throws he needs to hit might hit a couple of you know, meteor, medium, deeper shots type thing. Um, but he'll scramble enough. He'll make a couple of designed runs, things to keep OU's defense kind of at bay, right? Just to keep them at bay just enough. Because, um, again, I think if OSU wins this game offensively, they've got to score. They, they've got to score at least 24. They got to put at least 24 on the board. If they put 28, that. if they put, if Oklahoma state puts 32 or 34 on the board offensively with no defensive scores, they win this game. Yeah. I, I, you, if you told me that 
right now, I'd say OSU wins this game. If they put 24 on the board, which is a number they're like right locked into, then it's going to be, do we give up a defensive score? Do we make a defensive score? Do we give up a big play? Some of those things are going to come into play, but that's, that's where I'll go. Spencer Sanders is my offensive player of the game. Jacob, wake up, Jacob. And, and hell has just frozen wake over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I never thought I'd hear that out of you. <laughs> right? Yeah. Now yeah, we got to go. Now we got to go score predictions. You want me to go first? Cause I feel like I'm going to be the mo- most disappointing. No, I'll be the most disappointing. Go ahead. I think Sooner Voodoo will strike its ugly head again. Uh, on paper, OSU is the better team, but history says otherwise. I'm going Sooners uh, 21-17. Ooh. I'll leave mine for the last. Okay. Micah, come on. All right. I – I get what Ian is saying. I I, I totally – you said 21-17, Ian? Yes. Okay. I hope I'm wrong, but I think that's what's going to happen. I am going to go close to Ian's prediction. Um, I'm going 24-17, but I'm, I'm – I, 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 I just – I have this feeling in my gut. I have had it all season that this is a bedlam win year. And – I Oklahoma State 24-17. I know, I know, I know. I'm killing you, Robert. I I know. You, I mean, Robert, you had the stat that OSU's never won or they've never lost a Bedlam game when the year is uh, like (laughs) won. This century. So we've won (laughs) once every 10 years plus 2014. Yeah. So no. I'm 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 in the boat with Ian. Mm. I'm in the boat with Ian. I just listen. Does OSU have a, sh- a, a a better than average shot to win this game? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, they've got they've got absolutely have a good enough defense. This is probably the I'd say without question. Uh, previously, 2013 was the best defense that um that it, they'd ever pulled into bedlam and that defense held OU to 24 points i think 24 25 points right i think the last score was was a uh, was a defensive score for OU um and i think this defense is better than that defense i just feel like they've been on such a run excuse me, they've been playing mediocre teams. We've been playing Kansas, TCU, West Virginia, Texas Tech. These are not offensive juggernaut teams. I know they had big games, you know, the week prior, you know, to a degree, I kind of, you know, they caught those teams off guard. I just, I feel like Lincoln Riley will figure out how to hit a big play or two that like most of the game, they're going to shut them down. Like they're going to like block them up. It's going to be a slog. It's just going to be this. I, I personally, 
I don't know about anybody else. I feel like this game is going to be just like slot, just ugly, just not pretty football, you know, that neither team's going to be doing anything really spectacular, but that OU will figure out maybe how to hit a couple, like they might hit a deep pass, right? That other teams have not been able to been able to hit on where maybe we've gotten pass interference or whatever, that they'll actually be able to hit one of those for the big score, right? Which nobody else has really hit on. So I just, I feel like their deep, their offense is going to hit on one or two big plays enough, whether their scores or not, but it's going to be enough. that's going to provide scores that I think OSU's offense is going to do what it's done all year. They'll end up scoring 20, They'll probably end up scoring 21 points, maybe 24. But that OSU, it, this is going to end up being like a 20. This is going to end up being like a 28-21, 28-24 game, uh, maybe a 24-21 game OU. That's, I just think that they, this is Bedlam. <laughs> I hate to do that, but this is Bedlam. I, it, it, it's just not yeah. happening until I wake up the next morning and I see it on Twitter or in the Tulsa world or in the Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as that clock hits zero, I'm going to be, that's how I'm going to feel about the game. Like it's not over. That's how we're going to know. All right. Either really sad or really happy. <laughs> We've left you for the last Jacob. Just... One more thing I want to touch on before he goes off. OSU has won nine straight against the spread. Something to keep in mind. <coughs> the spread is minus four right now. Oh, it's Which growing. It's yes. Yeah. Is that? That's a good on. sign. It's a good sign. I okay. Hate I agree with him. It is, but I mean. So that- again, I've watched a lot of OU football. Uh, I've watched like A. Williams. <laughs> I've seen what they do against decent defenses and I don't know what they can do against our defense. I think, like I said, Jalen Warren is going to go off. And I am predicting 38 to 14. <laughs> I can see Ian Grin with multiple defensive scores. I think our offense puts up 24 and the defense basically puts up the rest. With what I've seen the last two games, how easily not great pass rushes have gotten after Caleb Williams with our pressure, the way we cover, I don't see, I don't see it happen. And and I said it and I, and they got nothing to lose. That is, that is my key thing. Yeah. I'm going to say this. You heard what I said earlier, right? Mm -hmm. If OSU's offense puts up 30 plus, yeah, but, I but think they win by double digits. This this team literally has nothing to lose. They get to win the Big Twelve title game, which is the goal every year. I know they want to think about the college football playoff, but even coming this season, that wasn't a thing. They've got nothing to lose, and they're playing with house money, and it's in Stillwater at night. And I think, and unlike a lot of places, Stillwater at night is a really tough place. Place, and to this play. could be Gundy's last. Bedlam, yeah, in yeah. Stillwater, mm-hmm. very well could be. And so I think all the things working, all the snubs, 
just everything. A lot of these guys, some of these guys have been here for six years and never won Bedlam. I think all yeah. that work in is going to send have... them to the SEC with a loss. Yeah. <laughs> See? Yeah, we're playing them again next year in Norman. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. all of everything coming together is the perfect potion yeah. for a win. I don't believe it. I, I, I get I'm like, not I, believing it. I am not I, believing I, I, it. You had me and then you lost me, right? Like uh, you had me with, with OSU can win this game. I just, the differential I'm not with, like I'm not with, yeah. That's fine, but <laughs> I don't I know. It, this, it feels, and I've been feeling this for a couple of weeks. Ian knows this. I do. That if we were, if we run into this game with nothing to lose, because we can still win the Big 12 title game, we got nothing to lose. It costs def- OSU nothing to lose this game. Right. It costs them nothing. You could, if anybody on this, it changes their opponent right though, right? Now, right now, but no, no. even then, yeah. If, if anybody brings up at home, anything about the college Arlington. football playoff here, well, right, right. No, exactly. It costs us nothing to lose. Off. We're going to end the call right here. <laughs> no, 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 no. What I'm saying is, is that. <laughs> That def, especially that defense, will be able to fly freer than they've ever flown this entire season. They will be everywhere, and they're just going to crush this team that has shown when they play decent, not good, decent defenses. They struggle. I mean, they struggle against Kansas for all. They struggle <laughs> against Tulane. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like I'm saying, they've never seen a defense like this, and I, I, I mean, that's going to change the game. I am going to regret this, and I know yep. I'm going to regret this, but yep. I've had a white claw, and no. I don't give a shit. Oh, no. Like, I've thought OU was a fraud all season. Like, I, 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 I haven't thought that they were as good as people thought they were all year. No, they're, they're not the number eight or nine team in the country, whatever the CFP said they were. Number 10. But anyways, number 10. that's... Moving on. <laughs> I, I'm not saying anything. Not saying anything. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. Because here's the thing: oh. you, if you can't beat OU at home, you're not going to beat them in Arlington. Straight yeah. up. Right. This Plain. game is pretty important if you want to win the Big no, Twelve title. We all know this. No one has ever playing a team twice in a row is hard, especially eight days apart. And I honestly, if we lose, I think I think we win Arlington. No. <laughs> Like I would be, I would worry more if we won and had to play OU again. I would worry more about losing Arlington than I would about the the reverse. I'm glad that's not the goal because I think we would have lost twice. Honestly, I don't. Um, you're I, wrong. <laughs> am I? I have to say, I I I don't know. I? I don't know. Sorry, that was just <laughs> that was worth the face, dude. I'm sorry. Ready? I would say this: Oklahoma State. Th- this is I. You're right, Ian. If this was one of those things where we kind of think Oklahoma State might be okay, good enough to maybe they can pull this off. Oklahoma State. I, I would be clear here. The only reason I'm not picking OSU to win this game is because I know better. It's bedlam. Right. Okay. Right. Oklahoma State is not walking into this game the lesser team. Mm-hmm. 
that now am I going to sit here and go, Oh, they're by far and away the better team. No, I'm not. Right. Okay. They're bet. They're way better defensively. I, they're not as good offensively, right? There's, there's going to be, you know, there, there's some trade off there, but Oklahoma state's walking into this game with a team that is absolutely 100% capable of winning this game. Right. They're they're <laughs> listen, I think all results are on the table. Like, well, no, I'm going to take that back. There's one result that's not on the table here, and I will say it right here. OU is not blowing this team out. They're not going to blow OSU out. Right. Okay, you're not going to mm-hmm. do that against this defense. Now, could you could you mess around and win by a couple of touchdowns? You know, win like 24 to 10 or 28 to 14. Yeah. Yeah. You could do that. Cause OSU's offense could, could pitch that kind of game. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, but you're not, OU's not walking in here and winning this game 35 to, to 17. No, right. you're not doing that. So, so to me, it's OU wins a, a hard, you know, a tough game. Right. Uh, could be close. Could they might win by ten points type of thing? But OSU could win a tough game that's close. OSU to me is if there's going to be a blowout. Oh, it's the odds are OSU would be the team to blow out somebody, right? If, if that's going to happen. But this I is don't... bedlam. This is bedlam. I don't care. I'm not going to predict an OSU win. I wouldn't do that. there's no way I will say this if OSU loses this game I'm going to tell you right now that they beat OU in Arlington and when they do Micah pees her pants If you don't I think, think I, if you don't think I'm capable of multitasking, <laughs> you are mistaken. Well, I said that in chat, so you didn't say it out loud. <laughs> you don't ever share anything with me. I tell all my friends, if you share any, if you share anything with me, it's going on social media. Oh my so, gosh. <laughs> anyway, so that's where I'm at. That's. But also, you're I, correct. I would be my parents. <laughs> <laughs> I so I ultimately go. think it's. A- seven point game either way that's yeah that's, it's probably pretty i think good. it's I think seven that's point a game good, either way yeah. i don't anticipate a blowout yeah i think that's a pretty good prediction so seven points one way or the other give or you know give or take could be three seven you know whatever i think mm-hmm. that's a good guess yeah i, I think there you go oh the under what's wait, 49 what's and the... a half yeah i think I'm, it's i'm going with, i mean i've got to go with the over at this point yeah, same. I'm going with the over two. I'm sticking with the under. Under, under, under. All yep. year has been the under. Mm-hmm. All year. Except when we laughed about it and they put up 60 on Kansas. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. That, that and then TCU. And TCU. Then I picked the over against Texas Tech, and that turned out great. Yeah, I just said, I think TCU and Kansas were the exceptions. Um, OU is not TCU and Kansas. So... Mm-hmm. Listen, I picked the under. God, if it's the over, OSU wins. If it's the over, OSU wins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. 100%. I think. 
<laughs> so there you go. What a show, cowboys and cowgirls. <laughs> Our best show. What a what a time. What a time. <laughs> uh please everyone have a safe and happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving to all of y'all. Um, hope y'all get to spend time with y'all's families. Uh, we will be back on Monday to mm-hmm. recap everything, hopefully. After an Oklahoma State victory in Bedlam for the first time in a long time. Oh, I want to give a shout out to somebody. All right. I want to give a shout out to Steve and Stephanie King, who whose daughter uh, is marching in a band, is marching in the Macy's Day Parade up here in New York City. And they happen to uh, be in Stanford, Connecticut uh, today where the band was doing some practice down here at Chelsea Piers. And, uh, you know, they DM'd me. We hooked up, got, had a great visit. Um, just super, super folks, super salt of the earth folks, awesome. uh, you know, from Oklahoma, from near, you know, in Broken Arrow, just super folks was so nice to see them. So just a little shout out. To, well, that's probably where we'll be them. watching Bedlam from on Saturday's Broken Arrow. So shout out to them. Boop, boop. All right. Well, until next time, cowboys and cowgirls, uh, have a good one. It is 8.43 or 8.45. I know you still sucks. <laughs> That's all right. I stopped the recording, I think. That says it's still, I know, it's still recording. It's still recording. Yo, there yeah. we go. Yes.